Welcome to the Conscious Negro Podcast. I am your co-host, Timothy Perry. And I'm Tyler White. Um, and today we're just really going to be trying to synthesize for you all kind of how this project came about. I think it had a lot to do with a lot of conversations that we were having, really trying to think about what this new epoch or moment for blackness means. We've had a lot of um, diverse depictions of us now being in the representation and we no longer really consider blackness in this monolith. So it was really important for us to like contemplate, theorize, think about, examine, critique um, all of these different new emerging identities, what this really means for a, a, a version of the black identity, not the black identity. Um, and we really just wanted to, to provide a space to have that commentary, but then also to do some bit of education and information uh, sharing, because that's really important to us, very critical. So we really want to just continue what what was really considered the new Negro project of um, the late 1800s and early uh, 1900s, which was really a lot of black thinkers and scholars and poets and artists were really conceiving what does a liberated and or new black identity mean. Uh, and they gave us a plethora of different uh, opportunities to think about that, to, to visualize it, to represent it. And we really just want to reinvent that, reinvigorate that notion, and, and consider what, what a new black identity could mean. Exactly. We really wanted to hone in on, like Tyler said, that monolith, because there's just so many identities that we have. And within representation, that leads us to like the first topic that we sat and thought about. I don't know if you guys have recently seen HBO's Sweet Life yes. with Issa Rae. Issa Rae is a... The executive producer. Yeah, great actual. She's been really making big waves, honestly. She has. Just between YouTube and how she was able to take that awkward black girl character, which is something that's not really highlighted—a dark-skinned black woman yeah. that is isn't necessarily like cool. Yeah, isn't, isn't necessarily like, cool. Isn't necessarily this, fly. This bad bitch identity. Exactly. Can we curse on here? I think. I, I think. We okay. Should, I think know. we should. Amen. As this bad, bad bitch, bitch identity. Yes. In, in the era of bad bitches, yes, yes, he uh, stood out, and I think that's what everyone like drew so, like that that normalcy, that yeah, realness it was of super like, normal black life. Yeah, she really was able to highlight yes. within that show, and insecure took off, and I, I basically awkward black girl is insecure, but just a higher HBO budget, Period. and so it used to get that check, but get, we're get here check. talking about something new that she actually produced, yeah. The Sweet Life, mm -hmm. The Sweet Life is about what, how many kids, eight, eight, ten, I mean, there's like, what, like, it's like a group of friends, a group of friends, I, I don't know, maybe 12, yeah. 12 kids. I think it's a lot. I think I, th I think I think it's like six or seven that are like the main ones. Yeah. And then there's and like then, some other ones. And there's that come extensions in and out. within exactly. like the relationship. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it mainly centers around about like six, six main important. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw that. We saw that on HBO. We watched the whole entire series in a very short amount of time. In a very short amount. Very of time short amount. Because they came out with three episodes like every week. Yes. Just Hitting us, wham, bam, bam. Yeah, and we got to just really take a look into like, what, mm, what middle class? Yeah, aspiring, aspiring middle class, middle class mm -hmm. um, black kids. Yeah, like the we're young who too. Are young. I think like, that's a very. Critical mm, I don't think we've ever really seen this. I mean, we you haven't. had, you have, uh, what the Cos, what did the Cosby Show do that was uh, similar to that? That was like college. I mean, it was like the the Cosby Show showed 
a no, depiction. I'm talking, I'm talking about the... Oh, the spin-off, A Different the spin-off, World. A di- yeah, A Different yeah. World. We got to see but that. that but, but that was a sitcom. This yeah. is like a reality TV. Exactly. Yeah. So we've never really gotten to step into that light. And I really appreciate Issa for really highlighting that. Yeah. That's what really actually draws me to the show. To yeah. Like, but I think also she's talked at length about how she really felt like there was a huge decrease in the amount of black representation we had on TV, mm. especially recently. Because if you think about like the late 90s, you had a wide variety of different sitcoms, yeah. and there was kind of just like a drop off, because I think the new kind of like rhetoric of representation and race was like multiculturalism, diversity. So there really weren't as many spaces for just like black folks to be putting on other black folks and showing black lives. So we had like Living Single, we had the Cosby Show, there was like a little bit earlier than that. We had Martin, we had um, uh, like, a different world so many different things and this is really over a span of like 20 25 years and i think Issa was really talking about now that she has her opportunity to be a production company she wanted to offer more opportunities for, for there to be different kinds of black representation it's really cool to have like a reality tv version of it because i think not to be like overly critical mm-hmm. a lot of the reality tv shows that we do see of black people i think are extremely stereotypical they very much perpetuate these already concerned um identities of what blackness looks like mm-hmm. and the archetypes which i don't think is wrong yeah, because like exactly. there is some truth to them yeah. but it's it's i think it's not necessarily wrong but i think the problem of anything is a single representation there's exactly. always like a fighting. single story yes as Chimamanda just... Ngozi Adichie said yeah. yeah and and it was like crazy to me because everyone's like all the women are fighting everything's about like how much money you have and there's like this large classist attachment to it and she's giving us like a scope into actual people trying to like formulate their lives which is really I think important and very inspirational for a lot of people our age and our demographic. Yeah, I, I really enjoy like if we get into act the actual main characters of the show. There's mm-hmm. this. Her name is Ty Lynn. She's kind of the head. Mm-hmm. She's the head hunter, the event planner who yes. really started this. It was basically, her, honestly, her group of friends. If you really think about yeah. it, everyone is. In it's almost like it's her show. Yeah, it's it's low key her show. Like, yeah. She's low key the use of the show. Shout yeah, Ty Lynn. She's low key. She but she is this black girl who comes from a pretty underprivileged yeah. like she has an actual story you get, yeah. get into into the end where you find out about her father and him being in prison and mm-hmm. and how that has affected her yeah. but uh, you really see her really try to come up on the come up her she does. her boyfriend and her friends and i i i I feel drawn to them because I'm like, hey, I can see myself within represented, them. Represented. And, so and I feel like a lot of these shows where they have that single story, I don't really see myself in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of relate to Justin because I'm really into fashion as well. So seeing him making a clothing brand and like getting a degree, doing that and mm-hmm. like pursuing that is just like really cool to see. Honestly. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's to some extent the tension of... Um, being overly critical of black mm. media because it is this is like the first time that we've really had an opportunity to like self-produce ourselves exactly um, and that is really important i think for us to understand because even though sitcoms in the 90s a lot of them weren't necessarily had like large black production teams mm-hmm. um there was definitely a lot of black people involved yeah. but like now you have with the with the era of youtube the era of um really just like this main democratization of media of the internet you can really show any visage of who you want to be mm. and i think what's important about having this kind of representation now is that it allows us to to really show ourselves in multiple different lights 
but the reason that is the, not to be too critical is because we haven't had opportunities to actually like have social mobility to attain for certain things and that's very much steeped in this understanding of what the american dream is which we should be critical of but who are we to in essence now because we we, we understand how capitalism and other forms of like wealth oppression and wage oppression is is are unjust who are we to say now you can't participate like mm. everyone got super wealthy white folks got wealthy they literally politically systematically socially made it impossible for you to develop wealth and now you can't do that so i don't want to be too critical in this broadcast of black people trying to get wealth mm -hmm. because they have not and that's exactly. the means of production in our capitalist yeah. society yeah so do you want to start off talking about the good things that we like about 100%. it or we just want to hit let's just critique let's start with good Okay. We'll go back and forth. We can, yeah, we can go back and forth. Okay, so, so what is the one good thing for you that you would possibly say about this, about this? Besides the, besides the story and broadcasting mm -hmm. new per perspective yeah. and highlighting black, black, black hustlers, honestly. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. uh, I, I would say the, the biggest thing that I liked and I enjoyed is that I think they were trying to have a lot of very critical conversations mm -hmm. in a very normal way. And because yeah. you already have an entry point into these being people's lives, their friends, there's a like certain level of comfort. And when they had actually a podcast like they're doing right now um, with their friends, it was very interesting because like there was a, like a dispute that happened, but the topic was mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because I think like in this new era of like toxic masculinity and self-care and understanding the toll of mental illness, especially in black communities and how that's, it hasn't necessarily been taboo. We just haven't had the time or the energy or the ability or the leisure to think about it because we were always on the go. And that's like the, the community at large is that now they're having those opportunities so i think the, the show was very intentional about doing that in a way that wasn't preachy that really allowed you to like see yourself in that. so i think that's one good thing what is what is one good thing that you you enjoyed about it one good thing that i enjoyed about yeah. it i really enjoyed just i appreciated everyone's hustle honestly i okay. really appreciated just seeing people that just like everyday black life but just highlighted in like i don't even know how to really explain it i would say like seeing everyone like doing well and like in that type of like position mm -hmm. and even like even brianna who's like coming up and things like yeah. that i was just i really like like to see like that la world but mm -hmm. like within a different scope of like black people you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah because like all you see is kardashians and different people like that yes. but to see black people trying to come out here and curate things because i feel like it's also which we could get into a whole nother um category and like yeah. the difference between like black hollywood and white hollywood yeah. and just how that yeah. is so yeah. to be able to see people like that like mm -hmm. especially classy people like i i really draw like fond to the character becky mm -hmm. and like how she really presents becky. herself becky we love you becky we love you and i love Please. how she presents herself and just everything uh, like what she's doing so i just really appreciated that just seeing black people in that scope because you really only see them like well entertainer wise yeah. like when you get a behind the scenes but you don't really get to see people coming up mm -hmm. doing things who people who've gotten degrees and yes. like, who are are doing these things that are just like on the normalcy of the levels that that's what i really appreciated. exactly yeah. and and i think that is where we can kind of get into this idea of like 
even though we no longer have a monolith of what blackness mm-hmm. is, it very much feels like there's a binary mm-hmm. where there's either depictions of like fic- fictionalized stories that yeah. show a come up that's extremely gritty, mm-hmm. very much plays into like yes. the, the position of structural violence mm-hmm. and how that impacts a lot of black communities in urban areas, which is important, it's yes, very true, because there's a lot of black people in urban spaces by design, and we can get into that, and I'm sure we will get into we that into well. other podcasts. Into but it, I, yeah, period. <laughs> okay, we love, we love the invocation of Doja Cat here. Um, and I think that what's important about the way in which this 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 kind of binary works is that it really kind of only offers two visages for black people. It's like you're either struggling down bad or you're like extremely wealthy. rich and wealthy and you're like living this unattainable life exactly. that has no problems. Exactly. It's just steeped in lavishness. Exactly. And I think that we're definitely with time obviously get to a point where there'll be more of an opportunity to see multiple different levels but there's just not a regularness in it and it's very it's very exceptional in these very intense extremes that really create liminality between what like what blackness is like either or we haven't got to the point to really be a spectrum um and that's why i think it's really important to to have this show because there are people that they're like aspiring to things but they're aspiring on different levels to what's comfortable for what they want Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important you have some folks that have like corporate jobs you have a lot of entrepreneurs exactly. you have a lot of people that exist in between you have some people that are a little more established mm-hmm. and they're also all helping each other and there's a lot yeah. of communalism to that which i think is extremely important because oftentimes you don't really see black people as being communal exactly. it's very antagonistic and like you're stepping on my turf but every single one of them regardless of what you want to say about them they're always trying to build that community and help each other exactly that's amazing like even thailand's idea of the legacy table bring bringing different friends and mm-hmm. And having them help out this person, help out this person, trying to build each other up. I really like that, that sense of community. And I feel like that needs to be shown more. And I really appreciated that aspect a lot about the show. It was really dope to see black people just commune like that, honestly. And like referring back to what we were talking about earlier with um, the conversations that were had and like the different come ups, like. I I appreciated the conversation that was had between Jordan and I'm not Jordan Ju- Justin I'm sorry Justin and Thailand's boyfriend Okay yes um which I'm, is his what is his name really That's very nice uh, Thailand's boyfriend Ty- we hella respect you. We do. You're you're an EMT. Mm-hmm. You're out here saving people's lives, yes. and it's but very un. They it's very really did not put your name in enough. They really did. The, the they treated him like a side character. Exactly. And he and really he, wasn't. He, he, he was a side character, but then he turned into something great. He did, he yeah. did. And I think it's important to recognize that. Yeah. I do. I'll give you that. I'll give you yeah. that. Um, but anyways, the conversation they had, yes, when they were making up yes, about they, the, the misinterpretation exactly. at the uh, podcast. Exactly. And they were talking about different struggles, and that just really ties back mm. into things. Because in, in having a single story, black people think there's only one way to come up, or you have to do... Or you have to be some type of way. I know some people who are affluent that are black that feel like they have to like go out to the hood and things like that to to fit this or type perform of that yeah. understanding or of black. Or even just in feeling a type of way about having to while while like his mother said like she had more privileges that yeah. she was able to. She said you came to a home exactly and nothing exactly nothing's wrong with that and nothing yes like that. And yes yes we have yeah. stories like that people think that that's a problem or like or where like we're always having this like 
quarterback Monday night mindset where we're like, mm. oh, we should be having this or this type of thing. So yeah. I really appreciate them sitting down, talking down, and breaking that conversation mm-hmm. down. And Justin for even having the being vulnerable enough to even be yeah, able to raw. yeah raw and vulnerable to really listen to that and hear that and i appreciate that conversation especially on screen on reality tv because usually reality tv their problems are very minute and very they're just they're just not worth they're, they're not, not worth they're, it they're and they're not, they're not talking it. about yes anything. and they're not worth the screen time like yes. i'm not learning a lesson but At in all. that i felt like i was learning a lesson. yes and, yeah. and and that's why i think we were this is another thing we were a little critical about mm-hmm. going in it's like we really hope this is not going to be drama field exactly. and they're not going to create opportunities for there to be for some catty cat yes fight. and i think that's like another mm-hmm. version of very socially acceptable like black on black yeah. violence in some way because it is a very violent mentality but mm-hmm. the only way that we can really coexist is if exactly. we're also like arguing and fighting mm-hmm. with each other so that's one thing that club, we, like, yeah, we like reality tv really creates the environment for those kind of things yes producers like whisper things in people's yes or like even what happened with the Claremont since how all this stuff got destroyed yeah. and they had to go sue the, mm-hmm. the company and it's like intentionally that. manipulated it, it, it's intentional to breed drama exactly and that was the thing that we were critical of about mm-hmm. the show but even though there were like a couple moments yeah. of like conflict I mean, which course, is life that's life right which is life but no one no one swung at each other yes. things like that and everyone always mm-hmm. handled it having a conversation and the things that they were talking about they tried to give you an mm-hmm. opportunity to have a resolution exactly. that was very intentional and yeah. was realistic like I got into an issue with you I'm not necessarily your friend exactly. I was brought into this group um, Kylin was upset she said I feel like you should have like as my friends I've known for a long time mm-hmm. you should have made sure my, my dude was okay because yeah. he's not from that world and he very was very his name is Jalen 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 was very intentional Jaylen. about how he did not feel comfortable like mm-hmm. he was like y'all like i'm around y'all but like exactly. i'm my own group of friends exactly. and i respect that because he's like that. i'm navigating he's like someone. he's like i'm like yes he was Draw just creating that boundary amen exactly. amen like but he, so, and he was really respectful about it but yeah they they did handle that conflict very mm-hmm. well very well but what do you how do you feel about the way that the characters themselves and and i feel like we keep calling them characters because it's yeah. but it's not a like a fictional show exactly. it's a real show it's real people so how did you feel but about we, the people but we truly don't fully know them like I'm that's not true say that i fully know and, them. and so they do a certain degree a caricature like you yes. know what i'm saying even if i was on film like yeah it's like kind of a caricature yes not, like you don't know the full personality of me regardless it's not the full depth but isn't that feeding into the thing that we're trying to not do which is like true. creating liminality for what people can be and what black people can be true but but like which is like that's just like an mm-hmm. unfair criticism but yeah. i do agree with you we exist in society as characters yeah. like we're we're all social reproductions exactly. of our environments things that we're interested in mm-hmm. but one thing how did you feel about the people and what do you feel like sweet life was representing through those individuals like do you feel like everything was there to really have this like spectrum of blackness do you mm-hmm. feel like there was some binary there do you like how, how do you feel about that I feel like, for the most part, thinking about all the people that were highlighted, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely different shades of black, for sure, I would say that. Yes, very important. Um, I would say maybe, well, the lack of queerness. There's like Let's no characters. No, like not even a mention. Yeah, not a mention in any way. of anybody that was on the spectrum. But I mean, like, not all friends have. That's true. That's true. That's true. But you would think maybe like even an interaction yeah. with us, another character, someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But 
I don't know. Yeah. I I really don't know either. I, I feel like I feel like we did have a good diversity of people. I'd also say that I felt like the men that were representing were very dynamic and mm. and they did that well enough to like they they still felt very authentic to who they were, but it was like very much a dynamism and there but there was the girls did one another underlying theme was the the more cis female characters trying to get the men to recognize how to hold each other accountable. Mm. And I think that was another thing that they're trying to have a conversation about. And Jalen was very Jalen's my favorite character. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like he was very clear about his boundaries. He was very clear about his loyalties. Mm-hmm. And he was very clear about what he will and will not tolerate. Mm-hmm. And he was just basically like, me and my dudes, like, we check each other. Like, we will have a yeah. conversation about that. Brianna's brother, who came on for one episode, mm-hmm. he was saying, like, yeah, me, like, me and my best friend, we've gotten to a point where if you do something that's not cool, I'm going to call you out on exactly. it. And I feel like that's a, that is like an underlying theme that exists. I think within the black community is how black men particularly hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and whether or not they have the capacity to do that or if that's something that like we're taught to do. Because I don't think that is necessarily something that is ingrained in, for men in general because most men don't hold each other accountable. But I think especially for black men as it relates to the relationships with black women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was an underlying theme that Jalen obviously knew how to navigate. But I think even having him on there was dynamic in and of itself. So I think I think that's it. And you also had like um, Amanda's boyfriend, who was a teacher. So mm. like a teacher, you like you had like people that what they were comfortable and wanted to live everyday lives. Exactly. You had people that were aspiring, aspiring for like this wealth yeah. and the status. And then some folks that were just like, I work my job, I have my little side hustle, and that's just all you need to do. Yeah. And I feel like that was really cool because it didn't feel like a pressure. I feel like other exactly. reality TV shows, especially the Kardashians, are basically major marketing campaigns yeah. for their actual products but also for this very specific way of living which is like everything your whole entire worth is who you are and how you present yourself mm-hmm. and it doesn't really give a veil behind that um but yeah so i but i so i did feel like there was a good diversity of of the characters what do you want to see next season what do you feel like should should come up next season mm-hmm. i feel like what should be highlighted uh, I feel like we should learn more about the other guys, you know? Okay. The other guys, I kind of want to, like, learn, like, have a little side break off, you know, about okay. just mm, other people besides Thailand. Love you, Thailand. But I don't think it's just, like, the who, who's in your spot, who's not in your spot, like, all about you all the time. I she she, was, she was a bit of a gatekeeper. Yes, definitely love the story, but, like, can we learn... Just get a little bit more details about other people, what they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, like Gerald, I really want to understand like what's it like being in the marketing industry, at being someone who just graduated bachelor's in, in, in marketing. Like, but um, I just want to know like what what happened? What's what's that uh like everyday life like going to work for like Will and Jada? Like that's that, true. That is a big flex within itself. Yeah. Like, I need to know what's happening there. Like. Uh, just like just different types of avenues of like what's happening I feel like people are very much afraid to like show the behind the scenes like behind mm-hmm. the veil mm-hmm. of the, the come up like we get mm-hmm. to see a couple bit of interactions but I want to see like it was mostly PJ though yeah, it was mostly, it was, PJ, it was mostly and PJ PJ and Brianna were like these are the people that are coming up mm-hmm. and then Becky was like yes I'm here but like I'm, I'm chilling exactly. and then the other the rest of them were like oh we're comfortable and chill in, mm-hmm. our, in our lives and what we do Yeah, which was interesting to me because no offense to Cheryl but what is Cheryl's brand like I don't know I feel like we got that one photo shoot but I don't know like 
is her business as popping? Because they, they tried to make it seem like it was. Yeah. Like, we know Justin's yeah, business we know, is good. Yeah, we, I know. I've His known, mom said, I, you're a multi-million dollar business. But, and I said, I, but I know about Highland. Highland is definitely something that I've seen before. Yeah. Like, across on Twitter. But they didn't even promote Cheryl's brand. Yeah, they, What's that about? They, they really did not promote Cheryl's Like, brand. I don't even know the name of her brand. Yeah, I, they definitely should highlight that more. Maybe go into her process. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like... But she was also a side character, too. She was, like, basically the female version of Jayla. Mm. She was just Gerald's girlfriend, True. and they've been together for a long time. But Gerald was the main friend to um, Thailand. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a family tree from Thailand. True. Yeah, it is. <laughs> everything is back back connected yeah. to Thailand. Yeah, it used to be like Thailand <laughs> sweet life. <laughs> Literally. Uh, no hate doing you, Thailand. We don't know. We love, you. Like, we we love, would you love to hang out. Like honestly, like but, I, I want to come to one of your. Friends. I, I would actually love I would to love to. Yeah, I uh, think I think Timothy and Tyler should be sign at the next legacy table. Sign me up to the next legacy table. Honestly. I would actually I mean we like LA looks a little immediate in the future. LA so we might be up there. Look like, uh, uh, just look us up. Exactly yeah. one year from this date. Uh ESO, we're prepared yeah. to to shoot whenever you need us oh. to. Um just let us know. We'll tag our emails in here. Just let us know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but back to what I, mm-hmm. back to what you were talking about. You were saying that you want to see more from the different characters mm-hmm. uh, in in the next season. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see more, uh, and and I also want to like break down like what you were talking about earlier about like men not being able to hold each other accountable. Like, mm-hmm. why is that? Is there like some type of mob mentality? Yeah. Like, even I don't want to take sides on other people's drama business, but like, like Gerald, like coming, having to be a podcast host and having that all go down you know what I mean that debacle go down and while Justin and Jalen ended up like figuring out and juicing it out he didn't even facilitate that yeah he he didn't which which probably should have been better but yes like why is there kind of a mob mentality if you look back like Mm. it was kind of I'm not gonna lie Jalen was kind of in a corner he was he really was and And homeboy was yelling at him yes like I don't think he was yelling the whole time and then he got up like he like exactly and I was like and and Jalen's like bro you really don't know me like that and tone is very important about things yes especially when you don't know somebody exactly like they really don't know each other yeah they yeah I, and I also really appreciate how all of them act because not all of them fully know each other because a lot of people can act crazy when they don't know people. <laughs> That's true. So, like, to really be poised and, like, just it just really just showed a new archetype of black people that I want to see that's, like, yeah. raw and organic, that's not scripted, not scripted out beef and conflict, but, yeah. like, real, real world problems that are happening and the yeah. people are, are duking out and talking it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was cool to see that, but I, I definitely want to like to explore that. Maybe they like talk about that. They like sit down and have an episode about that. Mm-hmm. Just like this mob mentality. Like, why do you think that is? Like, why do you feel like is you like do you just not want to look some type of way in front of? I don't know. Why, why do you feel like that? Maybe in your own personal life. I, I think it's just loyalty. Yeah. I think honestly, and I I think loyalty is important. And mm-hmm. I don't think it was like too mob mentality to the point like. It was like a mean girls club, exactly. like exclusionary. Oh, yeah. It was just more like, this is the person I know. I've known yeah. you longer, and my like I got brought in here because of you. Exactly. And but but even me, like I look back at sometimes in like high school or something like that, where I knew something didn't feel right to me or something like that. Yeah. But I just knew I was in a position where I was like, I I don't know. I didn't feel maybe 
big enough or grand enough to really like say that with okay. myself at the moment. So I would like let something slide that yeah. I kind of knew from someone that you didn't know or no, someone that I knew that was my friend. Oh, like, like someone saying something about your friend? No, no, someone who was my friend saying something on the outside about someone else. Got I knew you. that was as a friend. I probably should have had check them you know what i mean so i can definitely understand joe because i'm someone who's non-confrontational and i definitely understand that Mm -hmm. so yeah so like i don't i would love to have a breakdown about that like why why is there a lack of vulnerability sometimes Mm -hmm. like or where it's harder for people to be like hey like yo it's kind of like kind of like jock kind of i get that mentality yeah like yo i just yeah, bro, that's not right. Be like, oh, it's all jokes, but like at the end of the day, like, is it like yeah. that? The way you're coming at someone is kind of crazy. So you know exactly, what I mean? exactly, and knowing how to do that well. A couple things I want to see is very much a communication and a continuation of yeah. the the things that they're trying to get black people and young black people to recognize. I feel like it was really intentional that um, the whole the whole showing us Amanda and talking about Amanda buying her house mm-hmm. and how she was fixing it up. Buying back the block. Yes, buy back the block. Equity. That's that's her equity. 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 Amen. Financial literacy. Yes. Let's go. Let's, go. let's, let's go. keep let's go. like let's go. we could just we'll, we'll attach some resources at the bottom of this. Like mm. I think that's something that we're really thinking about is yeah. not only how do we have a conversation, but how do we give people information that they need exactly. and meet them where they're at. And I feel like Amanda was really intentional about that. And obviously, mm-hmm. you definitely see that from her parents because her mom mm. gave a little speech about exactly. how they should also be doing this as well. And I think that was something that we kind of subtly got to see between the difference between like a Thailand and an Amanda mm-hmm. and and talking about privilege which was exactly. the breakdown of that whole and podcast between Amanda's Jayden and Jordan. extra privilege that she had to exactly be able to and I think Amanda that. knew that mm-hmm. because exactly. Amanda's like I know how Thailand's been impacted mm-hmm. by her dad being that, in jail her whole life and I appreciate how happy Thailand was yeah her friend you know? she was you know, so and like people no one was bitter exactly. about each other people were like genuinely mm-hmm. like even Brianna who they definitely positioned but, as being not coming up exactly. she never was bitter about it she was like I just need to like get on F- figure out my own stuff exactly and nothing is wrong with that and, her fr- and she went to her friends to help her yeah. And her friends were real with her. Yeah. They weren't like, we're not gonna hold your hand. We're gonna let exactly. you know, like, I, this is what's to be expected. I and then they were gonna that. help her. And I really, I really did also. Um, Those kind of that. friends, like, that needs to be more within our community. A thousand percent. They kind of would be like, hey, like, you have this idea, but like, how is this gonna happen? Yeah, and like, that's real constructive criticism. And that's exactly. Love. It's not like tearing mm-hmm. down, like, oh, you can't do that. Exactly. It's like, no, like, this. This is a more strategic and effective way to do it. And how do I help you with the skills I have to get you to that point? And you also saw that with Tylen and Amanda with PJ. When Peter was like, I know y'all know how to do this. Can you come help me? And they helped each other and it was great. And it was good for another black artist. And you really see how networking and connectivity and community can be really a a transformative step, not only in individuals' lives, but also in the whole entire impact of, like, they're putting on other black people. And that just keeps money... Yeah. And circulating and, and circulating in our community. Yes, because it's sad. Like ours is less than a day. The dollar can only stay in the black community for like less than a day. Whereas, like for I think for um, Asian American communities, it's like all it's like more than a week, mm. which is crazy to me. Because I believe it. Which is which is what Amanda was trying to tell us about mm-hmm. buying your house because that is like investing in lands are the best thing that you can do. And 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 I think a lot of the um, I've been reading a lot of books from like eighteen ninety. It's like 1920 for this class I'm in. And it's really interesting to think about the the allure of trying to present yourself, yeah. um, especially for folks who were slaves or people that are poor in general. But like, there's a very particular shame that was, I don't think people talk about, that's immediate after slavery. Like they used to be like, here's emancipation. Some people got freed. So a lot of people didn't get freed until after like 1868. And 
they're like, how do you coexist with someone who used to own you? Like, how do you do that? In the same land, in the same geography that holds that trauma, how do you learn how to coexist? And because we live in such a capitalist society, of course people are going to try to show their wealth. And like, because wealth oftentimes equals prestige, it equals merit. Um, and, and I think a lot about how that has been continued in a lot of poor communities that have been structurally forced into poverty and generational poverty, but especially for black people because we have not had opportunities for wealth. And we oftentimes show and do not make the, the just like everything you were saying, financial literacy, knowing how to like make effective decisions with money once you get it. And Amanda was definitely do, doing that. And that was her whole kind of thing for the show. Exactly. So I want to see more of that. I want to see more conversations about privilege. I want to see more conversations about just like intimate things that only other black people could talk with other black people. And I really enjoyed letting us into that. And I think it's amazing that HBO is doing that. Not to pat them on the back, because that, that should just be normal. Mm -hmm. But that's a major outlet for not only other black people, but for people in general to have um, like one more honest representation of what blackness is mm -hmm. and and i think that's what we're trying to do we were intentional about calling this conscious negro not the conscious negro mm -hmm. and talking about we're trying to explore one identity yeah. a opportunity of what blackness could be because we don't believe in gatekeeping or stepping up to say that we're manifestations for the whole race mm -hmm. we are our, our our own individual people mediated by who our parents were where we came from, mm -hmm. our class, our geography, where, where we went to school, the things that we're interested in. And I think they're also doing that in HBO, having them on their platform, allows for us to be more human and to be humanized in a very normal way. And I think that's what The Sweet Life really represents to me, is ex exceptionalism for black people is normalcy. Because we've never been allowed to be normal. We always had to be either less than human or more than human. And we continually see that even today in like the, the representations of black people in like fiction. Like we're either fantastical, special, spiritual. We're, we're always something extra more or less than. So it's really cool to see that. But I'm excited, I'm really excited. I am excited. I, I love the new media that's coming out. Like circling back to the internet, thank you for the internet for coming out to allow for black people to be able to explore it from themselves because yes. what one thing that we just do as people is that we have to fight and claw away the opportunities like these so to have something highlighted especially in the way it was like how it was shot mm. i also just coming from someone who loves film and things like that i really appreciate how this the, how like this reality show was shot yes. like what what was like really highlighted and like really putting blast song out there mm -hmm. on the theme song too everything just came this man sang that song every single time i love that song Shout i out love to blast, blast too blast because i was you. really listening i was bumping to that like probably maybe like september before this even came out so okay i think yeah. it was actually full circle of how this really came yeah and I was like, it was a midnight gang spot. If you guys are not streaming that song, stream that. You Blast, please. Blast, I think we should also be a part spot. of his marketing team. Huh? We really just did that. PJ, Blast, if you please. PJ. PJ, hook me up. <laughs> Connect us to your boy. Connect us. Yes. Yeah, but this was uh, podcast number one, honestly. Yeah. Team a hard time coming, but we're here. We're here to stay. Yeah. We come out with podcasts every two weeks so. yeah and to end it you know not to cut you short of course um what is what's what's one tip that you're that you would offer to anyone listening surrounding the topic of what of everything that we just kind of went through like what's what's one piece of i guess advice or a mm. question you'd like to ask people well i was gonna go with some advice okay uh, 
watching this show is just like another example of like how you don't have to just be one type of black person so if you feel like you're weird or you're different or you just don't fit like what you're like seeing within the mainstream media of like what things are like you can be dorky or you can create your own story if you're not even represented within like small content create your own story let let things be showing you know what i'm saying let's stop gatekeeping let's show different walks of life Mm -hmm. black people we are so expansive we have so many different layers and complexities and i feel as though these things should be highlighted so put out your story if it's not there create it yourself like let let's get stuff going where people don't feel like they have to be pigeonholed into one type of uh stereotype or Monolith, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I guess I just don't even say anything. I mean, you can say something. You just really... You can say something. You just really just dash the mic for me. Oh. I feel like we're struggling for it. Please, can I please... Um, also shout out to Solange. We, we shout out this. so many people in this Solange, show. So, if you don't know about our shout outs, like, our shout outs are probably low key. On the lowest of things, they're kind of sleepers because some people don't appreciate these things. So if you take the time to just really just research and search these things, they can expand your mind. And I know Solo has. Solo definitely has. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. All right. He's very ambitious. On your He's a very ambitious website. man. Anyways. Okay, anyway. But no, 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 I agree with you. Um, Closing like you, you, yeah, my closing statement, remarks, same please, thing, yes, because you really just took most of what I was gonna say. Okay. Um, and I never say that, so that's this is pretty bold. She that's pretty bold. I do not. Mouth. I do not. Okay. Um, what I'm gonna say though is that I personally, I personally find that as people, it is, it's a little warm. Um, especially as people that I feel like have oftentimes treaded a line of like not necessarily fitting in with what blackness means mm-hmm. and the isolation that can come from that and the and the kind of idea of like as something's wrong mm-hmm. with with me um, uh, can be hard and we just want I just want to say that for anyone who's watching who feels that like we 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 have we share that sentiment you're not alone but also we also sh- want to shout out people who are social and say mm-hmm. that we love y'all too and there's no we're never going to assign any value any axiological betterment or hierarchy to there what kind of no performance of blackness you've got mm-hmm. we love to we love all of this so just want to make sure that we're not creating distinctions we're just creating inclusions we're creating addendums we're adding stuff to it nothing to versus just adding to it and last thing i say as timothy said y'all are listening to this and because you're listening to it you have the ability to make something yourself like this is this is a beautiful time this is a free time we were just in the pandemic and for a lot of people that was terrible it was also a time of isolation i feel like you now probably know what it is that you want to do and the world is your oyster genuinely to really do whatever it is that you want to do so that's that's very much my commandment for sure. beautiful remarks yes thank y'all conscious negro thank y'all thank one. y'all thank Signing y'all out. amen peace out peace